Welcome to Deep Shadows, an eclectic full-contact theater audio drama series written by Aaron Mays and Colette Cullen. Please like, follow, subscribe, or drop a review anywhere you listen to podcasts. While investigating the suspicious death of a former client, dedicated social worker Joelle Franklin battles corruption, classism, and a broken, underfunded system while also dealing with the strains the investigation places on her family and loved ones, including girlfriend Siobhan and her brother Michael, a Cook County Sheriff. How far will Joelle push, and what will she sacrifice to get to the truth? This is Deep Shadows. We've definitely passed it. Don't think so. I know so. Thought you'd have OnStar. Thought you could read Google Maps. Look! Joelle! There it is over there. See? Am I still alive? I'm afraid to open my eyes. Don't worry, we're still in Kansas. Check your side. Warn me if something's coming. There's a parking space over there. If this was a helicopter... Stop being such a punk, Nevin. Is it safe to open my eyes now? You were supposed to be warning me if something was coming. Not more cops. Uh, Hi. Did you know the girl who died? Not really. Saw her whenever I was in the yard. Told us to that other cop. He your boss? No, we're another department. Did she smoke? Is that what she was doing in the yard? <laughs> they made smoking a crime now? But no, no, don't think she did. Well, not that I ever saw. What was she doing in the yard then? <laughs> Go take a look, seeing you're so interested. Is there a manager here or somebody? Oh, there's a somebody. Nick. We'll be around someplace. (sighs) Always is. Thanks. Wow, this is awesome. Bet you never expected to see anything like this here. You're right there. Are you the gardener? No, that was Charmaine. The girl who died. You hear about that? Yes. Were you looking for me? You, Nick? That's me? We need a quick look in Charmaine's apartment. The other guy said I could clear it out, that you're finished with it. It's been cleared out already? Management has been on my back since they found the body. There's a waiting list as long as your arm. I thought you were management. Acting house manager. What happened to her stuff? He said I could take it to a thrift store. And have you? Yes, there's one a block from my house. You brought everything there? Just about. Except for that box of books. They've got to go back to the library. Uh, Can I take a look? Sure. They're all gardening books. She made this garden. It was only a trash can when she came here. Wow, it's incredible. 
Is that squash? Yeah. And tomatoes, eggplant, beans, carrots, spinach, and herbs. Anything she didn't use herself, she left in a box in the hall for anyone who wanted them. Awesome. I helped carry back a few of the containers she found in dumpsters. She grew everything from seed, said it was much cheaper and the plants would be stronger. Well, didn't you notice she wasn't out here anymore? I thought she'd met someone, you know, started hanging out with them. She was a good looking girl. So who's looked after it since then? (laughs) Who do you think? Does anyone else work here? Just me, I do everything. What happened to the manager? Dunno, never actually met him. Uh, Who looks after the mentoring and support services? Does that happen someplace else? The what? Is there an office someplace else in the city? Not that I know of. So how do you communicate with management then? Email. When you applied for the job, where was the interview? On the telephone. They wanted an odd job man. Then I became acting house manager. Same work, same pay, only the title changed. Well, does anyone ever come here to check things out? Not since I've been here, which is six months now. I'd still like to have a look in the apartment. Uh, The paint's still wet. You've painted it already? Like I said, they're on my back to rent it out to someone else. Hemorrhaging revenue, they called it. Thought that was something medical. Hmm. Mind if I take these books? I can drop them into a library. Sure. Save me a trip. You calling me a U-Haul lesbian again? A what? You know the joke. What does a lesbian bring in a second date? A (laughs) U-Haul. Glad you find it funny. Oh, come on. Give me a break. Haven't heard that before, and it is very funny. (laughs) But is that what you're saying? All I'm saying is maybe things are moving a little too fast. That's all. I was just thinking over what you were saying last night. But I've wanted this for ages. You know that. Remember I even had you read my horoscope to see if it would ever happen. That was the wine. (laughs) What you really mean is things are moving too fast for Joelle. She's never had a live-in partner before. Maybe there's the reason. That's all I'm saying. Maybe she never met anyone she wanted to move in with before. I'm just worried about rushing things and maybe jeopardizing your whole relationship. You know that (laughs) cliff you were talking about jumping off? Don't say that. And ending up homeless? That's without the parachute bit. You've got me really worried now. Sorry, I didn't mean to, but it was you who brought up the cliff analogy. When did you and Michael move in together? After he proposed. It was all very proper. (laughs) Why isn't that a surprise? Ever hear the story of how he proposed? I don't think so. That's because he didn't. Well, not in the conventional sense. I'm confused. And so was I. We were in a long queue in a McDonald's drive-thru just after he was made permanent... He was rattling on about his pay, benefits, shift allowances, overtime, and the Lord knows what else. Was only half listening, to be honest, was trying to decide whether to have a Big Mac or a quarter pounder with cheese when he comes out with it. (laughs) 
drop down on one knee. Not at all, said. So you see, it makes perfect sense. I'm not following what made perfect sense. Which is more or less what I said. May have been a little more colorful, though. Then he just blurts it out. I'd be entitled to death in service benefit. The death in service benefit? If we were married. Turned out that was him proposing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, tell me it was the fancy McDonald's in River North at least. He even got that wrong. The one in Riverdale. Oh, that dodgy area everyone said to avoid when I moved here. That family has no form in the romance department. Must be the military upbringing. Put all their oddities down to that. Spent their whole childhood moving from place to place. No real roots. Leaves a mark, I'm telling you. But Joelle and Michael are like chalk and cheese. A different mark on different folk. You sure you haven't a problem with me moving in with Joelle? Of course not. Because that's what it's sounding like. I'm just looking out for you, that's all. Or with us being together. No, absolutely not. Where's all this coming from? I don't know, just something I'm sensing. Well, you're wrong. We're friends, Siobhan. You're one of my best friends. But Joelle's your sister-in-law. And what's that got to do with anything? I don't know. Maybe it's too close to home? I don't even know what you mean by that. Maybe it's okay me being a lesbian as long as I'm not dating your sister-in-law or worse still moving in with her, making it more permanent. Maybe that's what you have a problem with, me and Joelle becoming permanent. Of course not. I'm really upset that you could even think such a thing. Shit, it's Lexi's school. I have to take it. Thank you. I appreciate that very much. Thought you could do with a caffeine shot. Well, to be honest, couldn't pass that Cuban coffee spot. You know, with the best coffee in town and the empanadas and the sweets. Did I ever mention that? Yes, Nevin. You did on multiple occasions. How are you getting on with those stats, Farida? Nearly done. Brilliant. I'm sorry to leave it all to you. Didn't take long. (laughs) Usually takes me days. Spreadsheets and figures are not my strong point. How are you getting on with the list? Almost done. Everyone's saying the same thing. Charmaine was a quiet girl. Never caused any problems. Didn't do drugs. Had no health issues other than normal childhood stuff. How about the kids she was fostered with? They'd probably have a better idea about the drugs than the foster parents. Yeah, same thing. Bit of weed, but nothing out of the ordinary. Any of them mention gardening? Gardening. Yeah. You know, if she liked it or where she learned all about it? No. No one mentioned gardening. From those addresses, I wouldn't say there was much of a garden in any of those foster homes. You wouldn't think there was much of a garden in Prospect Heights. And look what she's done. Yeah, good point. Maybe it was her parents. You know, her real parents. She never knew them. Her mother died when she was a little over a year. And from what we can tell, there was no dad ever around. Well, not around long enough to teach her gardening. She still could have inherited it. I suppose. (laughs) Makes you think about the whole nature and nurture thing. Does it? Well, if no one taught her, maybe it was passed down through the generations. You know, the whole nature thing. Guided by my heritage of a love of beauty and a respect for strength, 
In search of my mother's garden, I found my own. What? Huh? Something that just popped into my head. Alice Walker. In search of our mother's gardens. You know, black women in the South lived in rural areas, so gardening and farming were a way of life. The tradition of keeping a patch of land for a garden remained when we moved north. I did an essay on it in college. Fascinating stuff. <laughs> you into gardening? <laughs> I can't even keep an indoor cactus alive. I want to split the rest of this list. I'm going to try your doctor. Health clinic, may I help you? Joel Franklin, Children and Family Services. May I speak with Dr. Cromer, please? Dr. Cromer's busy. The clinic is just about to open. May I take a message and have him call you back? This won't take long, and it's pretty urgent. It's in connection with one of his patients. Could you put me through, please? The patient's name, please. Charmaine Smith, please. It really won't take that much of Dr. Cromer's time. Putting you through now, Miss Franklin. Thank you. Hello. Joelle Franklin, Children and Family Services. I'm inquiring about a patient, Charmaine Smith. Is she a ward of the state? No. Then I can't disclose details of a patient to a third party. I don't think Charmaine will object. She's dead. Oh, the dead girl. Yes, the dead girl. Look, I don't know how you think I can help. I barely remember her, to be honest. Yes, here are her records. Appears she was relatively healthy and just had the usual childhood illnesses. I'm sure I told all of this to the detective. So there's no history of substance abuse or an underlying health condition? Not according to her records. And you've been her doctor since... She's been a patient of the clinic since she was put into care. Uh, is that all? Sorry, but we've just opened and it's a particularly busy day. Thanks for your time, Dr. Cromer. Nevin? Yep, boss. Uh, Joelle? Fancy taking a stab at the report on those stats? I can sure give it a try. Just follow what I did last month. There's a kind of formula. I need to go see someone. I'll be back later. I can have a look over it then. Sure. Where's Joelle? I could have sworn I saw her here just a few minutes ago. Gone to see a man about a dog. What? Something someone said on a Netflix show I was watching last night, still trying to figure out what they meant. Can't help you there. Don't have time to watch TV. You don't watch TV? Much as I'm enjoying this little getting-to-know-each-other session, I need to speak with Joelle. When she gets back, will you tell her I want to see her? No point calling her. She never answers that thing. Don't know why she was issued with it. Will do. I'm presuming we're here not because you like the coffee. I was wondering how things are coming along with the Charmaine Smith case. The same as the last time we spoke. There's been no new developments? We're not really expecting any, as I explained to you then. It's just that I've been doing some digging of my own. 
you've cracked the case. <laughs> Very funny. It's all those damn detective programs and true crime pod things or whatever they're called. Everyone thinks they're a detective. Look, I get it. I don't like amateur social workers either. It's just that I found no evidence that Charmaine had a drug problem or any underlying health condition. Did the autopsy come up with anything? I blame that damn CSI program. Makes people think every crime can be solved. And in this case, we don't know that a crime has even been committed. For what it's worth, my gut's telling me not. And in 20 years of police work, it's never let me down. So your gut is telling you there's been no foul play? Well, none that we'll ever discover or be able to prosecute, that's for sure. Doesn't it bug you that you don't know why a healthy young girl was found dead? you have any idea how many unsolved crimes we have in the Chicago area at any given time? Uh, the answer, plenty. If I was to let them all bug me, then there'd be even more because I wouldn't be able to do my job. You do your best and move on. So that's what's going to happen to Charmaine's case. The honest answer? Most probably. Look, our resources are limited and getting more limited with each budget cut. So it's all down to resources, is it? Well, isn't everything? Don't tell me all your cases get the level of care you'd like for them. That you don't do the same, your best, and move on. I suppose it's just... Uh... There's a certain window of opportunity with cases. A couple of days at most. Cold cases only get solved in TV shows. I, I better get going. Solve some more of those cases. Thanks for meeting me. Thanks for the coffee. Hello? Hi, you busy? Yes, I'm at work. Sounds busy, all right. You know that case I was talking to you about? Charmaine Smith? Yeah. I just had coffee with the detective. They're going to drop it. How do you mean, drop it? Not investigate it anymore. His gut is telling him or something like that. <laughs> I'm sure it's something more technical than that. A lack of evidence, low chance of finding someone to prosecute, more likely. Is that a mantra they teach you guys at the academy? Next, you'll be telling me to do your best and move on. <gasps> you a mind reader? Seriously, Mike. Can you give him a call? And say what? That, show you've an interest in the case. He might take it more seriously and make a bit more of an effort if he knows that a fellow professional is also involved. But I'm not involved, and it doesn't work like that. It'll probably do more harm than good. Piss him off. Make him bury it even further in his pile. I think you're underestimating your diplomatic skills. <laughs> Which you certainly didn't inherit. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> but I haven't agreed to anything. Let me know how you get on. Gotta let you get back to work. Bye. Joel. Joel. Unbelievable. Don. Michael Franklin here from the fourth. <laughs> yeah, that's right. My sister. My big sister. Getting my drift. <laughs> Thank you.
Never knew this place existed, and I've worked around the corner for I don't know how many years now. Yeah, Siobhan told me about it. She did some photography project with her students here. Michael said she was a photographer. That's how you met. Sounds romantic. She was your teacher. It was a short course. Anyhow, thanks for meeting me, Lisa. I don't have long. Said I was popping out for a cigarette. I didn't know you smoked. I don't. Always thought working in budget and management services was boring. Never thought I'd be leading a double life. I'm sorry about that. I've been watching out for anything to do with Prospect Heights, like you asked. And? Remember I said it was a sort of test case for privatization? Well, looks like they think it's a success. A roaring success, it was called in the memo. Uh, a roaring success? They've got to be joking. Has anyone even bothered to visit the place? I don't know, but they're working on a contract to privatize all of the Cook County transitional living units based on its success. What? The county's finances are in a much worse state than they're saying. But you didn't hear that from me. I mean, they're even considering wide-scale layoffs. Can you believe it? Like I said, everything you tell me is in strict confidence. I promise I won't tell a soul about you helping me out. And guess who's in line to be awarded the contract? What about a tendering process, due diligence, etc.? All gone out the window due to exceptional circumstances. But surely that would be breaking some state or federal procurement law. You would have thought so. Looks like some smart suit earned his fat salary and found a loophole. They've been meeting day and night in the conference room. All the head honchos. That's why I don't want to risk talking on the phone in the office. Everyone's on edge, terrified of losing their job. I understand. Thanks, Lisa. You've been a great help. Look, I better get back. I'll walk with you. Nothing personal, Joelle, but I prefer it if you didn't. Sure. Of course, I understand. Thanks, Lisa. I really appreciate it. Joelle's still not back? Just stepped out for coffee. Well, as soon as she gets back, tell her I need the report and stats yesterday. Sure, will do. Wow. Here, we got you one of those syrupy coffees you like. Why are you looking so pleased with yourself? Because I'm worth it. But before I tell you why Rita's been around again, here's the stats and report she's looking for. Oh, do I need to take a quick look? Nope, don't think so. I followed the layout of the last one, just like you said. Oh, that's brilliant. And good job. You're a creature of habit. I am. Knew you'd come back with coffees, so told her you just skipped out to get some. Skipped? Don't think I ever skipped, even when I was a little girl. Can't imagine you as a little girl. Well, don't even try. What are you two looking so happy about? Didn't you get that memo about not looking too happy in the office? Must be buried in my end pile. Here's the report and stats, by the way. Thanks. Tonight's entertainment. <laughs> Living the dream. <laughs> I take it you found something juicy? You could call it dripping. 
not sure I want to take this any further. Oh, yes, you do. I discovered the company that took over Prospect Heights Community Housing is owned by a corporation called Prosper Living. And there's a Prosper Living in nearly every state in the Midwest and on the East Coast, too. Interesting. And it gets even more interesting. They're all individual corporations, but with the same owners, more or less. And that's interesting. Why? Because normally a big corporation has subsidiaries, individual corporations that are owned by a holding corporation. And why would they be doing things differently? Beats me, but would be interesting to find out. Yes, indeed. How did you know about all this corporate stuff, anyhow? My roommate's studying business. Does he know why Prosper Living might have structured themselves like this? Nah, hasn't got that far into his studies yet. Pity. But good work. Oh, and the registered office of Prosper Living Illinois is some big downtown law firm. Drew said that's normal, by the way, to have their legal advisors address as their registered office, particularly if they don't have a major presence in the state. Feels like I'm back at college. <laughs> Me too. What's the name of the law firm? Some old world name that sounds a bit like cricket, cricket and something. Crichton, Crichton and King? How did you know that? Ah, uh, thanks. That'll be all for now. Welcome home. Uh, good to see you, Joel. You're looking great, by the way. Classy joint. A bit more upmarket than the dives we used to frequent. I take it that you still like your wine, red and French? Red, French, and alcoholic. Ever the snob. Mmm. And the hooch tastes a whole lot better here, too. Uh, someone in the office recommended it. The place or the wine? <laughs> Both. Your secretary? Uh, they're called PAs now? Actually, yes. Uh, have I become a stereotype? <laughs> Just don't have her buy me flowers or a present, please. Duly noted. So, how's life with you? Michael tells me you're still in the DCFS? Moved around various departments, but still trying to save the world one child at a time. Me too, in my own way. Although, ideally, more than one at a time. Hmm, maybe not such a stereotype after all. It's still all very hush-hush, but I was headhunted to set up an environmental department. Please don't say you're going to be defending polluters. I was enjoying this wine. Au contraire. Crichton, Crichton, and King LLP defending the underdog. Underdogs, class action lawsuits, in a small firm, almost impossible. Most of the cases go on for years, decades even. That's how they get away with it. Drag everything out as long as possible, force the small firms to reduce their resources so they settle too early or pull out altogether, and in the worst case scenarios, bankrupt themselves. It happens all the time. So a bigger firm with deeper pockets can play them at their own game. Mm, the long one. Bigger settlements, more billable hours, a win-win situation all around. But surely there must be a conflict of interest, say if the firm already has major polluters as clients. They either divest or fall back on the old reliable, a Chinese wall. Gosh, Kim used to hate that expression. Kim? Your ex? Uh, Michael... 
told me about the divorce. I'm sorry to hear that. She and Maya are in Beijing at the moment. On holiday? No, uh, for a year or maybe two. A sabbatical in Tsinghua University. Kim's an academic. Well, that must be tough on you. Yes, but it's a good opportunity for Maya to connect with her Chinese heritage. Kim still has family there. I suppose that makes sense. And made it easier for me to come back to Chicago. Another win-win situation? Must introduce you to my boss, Rita. You two would get along. Playing matchmaker? So how's your love life? Uh, Michael mentioned someone called Shoban. Have I pronounced that correctly? Not bad. <laughs> My pronunciation or your love life? Hmm. That glass went down nicely. Will I top us up? Please do. As lovely as it is catching up, I did have an ulterior motive in contacting you. Coming out of the blue and at such short notice, I guessed as much. A client of mine was found dead in a recently privatized transitional living unit for children coming out of foster care. Her body's been there for a while. Now, this unit is supposed to offer mentoring and support, but no one even missed seeing her around. It's run by a glorified janitor, and now the county is going to privatize all its transitional living units and give the contract to the corporation who's mismanaging the unit my client was left dead in. A sad story, but where do I come in? Your firm acts for the corporation. They have a bevy of companies all over the Midwest and East Coast. Individual corporations with common owners. Now, wouldn't it be more usual to have a holding corporation with subsidiaries? So why this unusual structure? What are they trying to hide? They may not be trying to hide anything. There could be a host of reasons why they were advised to structure themselves that way. In the absence of any further information, I couldn't really say. How about taking a look at the file and finding out? That's not how law firms work, Joelle. Files are strictly controlled. It's to do with those Chinese walls I was talking about earlier. If I were to request the files of a client who wasn't mine, then that could raise alarm bells. Come on, Tony. You're a sweet talker. A little problem like that would be easy for you to schmooze your way out of. <laughs> Thanks for the vote of confidence in my schmoozing abilities. I'm currently an associate on the brink of being made an equity partner. It's a highly competitive environment with a hidden dagger in everyone's hand. I wouldn't want one of those daggers ending up in my back. Please, Tony. I wouldn't be asking if it wasn't important. These kids have no one looking out for them when they come out of care. They need proper help and support, not some big fat corporation making money out of them. I'd help if I could, Joelle. Really, I would. But I've got too much at stake. Sorry, but it's a no. Well, at least think about it. And I'm also sorry, but I have to get back. As I said, it's highly competitive. You have to be seen to be putting in the hours. You stay and finish your drink. I've already settled the bill. Hopefully see you again soon. It's been good catching up. Thanks, Tony. Mind that back. Oh. How'd your drink with Tony go? 
He told me he was meeting you. Good. It was nice catching up. Just checking how it went with Detective Wallace. I called him, like you asked, and made it known that I had skin in the game. And? You asked me to let him know I was interested in the case, and that's exactly what I did. But you have to follow it up, Michael. You know, keep the pressure on. You're going to have to do something for me for a change. Is this like a trade? You can call it what you want. Okay, shoot. We're having a surprise birthday party for Lexi. Remember, Lexi, your niece? I'd like you to make the birthday cake. A lemon pound cake, to be precise. From the old family recipe? Yes. The party's tomorrow. Do we have a deal? Now that you've honed your powers of persuasion on me, how about trying them on Detective Wallace? Do we have a deal? Yes. We have a deal. Marion will text you the details, and remember, don't breathe a word. Not a word. <sighs> I just agreed to make a birthday cake. Didn't know you baked. There's loads of things you don't know about me, Nevin, but baking sure wasn't on the top of my to-do list anytime soon. There's only one cure for that. Lots of strong coffee? I've had three doubles espressos already. Hair of the dog. <laughs> Hair of the what? That's what my dad used to call it. Come on, pack up, we're out of here. If you say so, where to? To get you some serious cheering up. I can't argue with that. Mmm, no sport on TV. In fact, no TVs at all. Decent bar food, craft beer on tap, this is my kind of place. <laughs> Glad you like it. Thanks, Nevin. The perfect end to a crap day. We've sure had better. And I have a host of missed calls from Siobhan. I'll just send her a quick text. You two serious then? I asked her to move in with me. <laughs> serious then? And I'm crapping myself, if you'll excuse the expression. Gotta say it as it is. <sighs> She's wonderful. She really is. The best things ever happened to me, and I'm so afraid of screwing it up. Because that's what I always do. In the end, I always screw it up. But that's enough about me. How about you? You seeing anyone? Kind of. Kind of? What does that mean? Well, yes, but she doesn't even live in Chicago. Long distance relationship. Neighboring state, Indiana. You get to see each other much? Once, twice a month. Wish it was more. Where did you meet? <laughs> She's a Trekkie, too. You're a Trekkie? <laughs> Big time. We met at a convention. You're a serious Trekkie, then. Yes, ma'am. I, I mean, Joel. Having something in common. That's important. It bonds you. You and Siobhan? <laughs> I don't know why, but we just click. Right from the start, we're very different. She's much better at the whole relationship and family thing. My brother adores her. She's best friends with his wife. And my nieces think the sun shines out of her you-know-what. <laughs> well, she obviously sees something special in you. I don't know what. 
keep waiting for her to realize what a screw-up I really am. No, you're not. If you don't mind me saying, you can be a bit hard on yourself. Take this Charmaine case. You did your best for her. Stayed in touch over the years when other people would have forgotten all about her. She kept your card with your cell on the back so she knew if she ever needed to, she could call you. I suppose. Seriously, just think about that. Thanks, Nevin. I appreciate you saying it. Now, drink up. There's something else they do here. You like ice cream? Soft scoop? Soft scoop. This day just got a whole lot better. What are you doing out here? Looking at the stars. Switch off the light and join me. Sorry I couldn't get to call you back today. Anything up? Oh, I'm probably just being silly, but something's been upsetting me. And spill it out, girl. Have you ever sensed anything from Marion? I've had two glasses of wine and a beer, so I'm not at my sharpest. You're going to have to spell it out for me. Any problem with us? You know, us being together. No, can't say I have. Marion's your friend, though. You probably know her better than me. But you all grew up together. Uh, Sometimes that can get in the way of really knowing someone. Huh? You know this guy, Tony, who's come back from New York? We used to date. Yeah, I know, but you've been with lots of women since then, haven't you? Yes, but not as many as you think. Well, we used to all hang together, Michael and Marion and Tony and me. To be honest, Tony and I were more friends, well, at least on my side. It was just an easy relationship that I fell into before I knew who I really was. I think maybe... Marion secretly thought I'd settle down with him, just like she'd settle down with Michael. And we'd each have our 2.5 kids and live happily ever after in the burbs together. But that was never me. Maybe Tony being back has, I don't know, stirred all that up again. So you don't think it's anything to do with you and me now, more to do with the past? The past is another country. And that sure was another Joelle. I love you. Do you know that? Yes. Yes, I do. And I love you too. I know, I don't say it often enough, but I love you, Siobhan. I really do. And I desperately want you to move in with me. When you put it like that, how could a girl resist? Are you serious? (laughs) Yes, very serious. Well, at least until the exhibition. Um, We can talk about it again, then make sure it's still what we both want. Sounds good to me. Hey, switch the light on for a bit. And there was me thinking this night was going to get even better. Don't worry, it's still calm. I found this scrapbook at the bottom of the box you left in the hall. Tripped over it when I came in. Sorry about that. I left them there to remind me to bring them to the library. Not this one, surely. Which one? See, 
It has all these beautifully pressed flowers in it with Latin names written underneath. The writing's beautiful. It's almost like calligraphy. Must have taken someone ages to do it. Charmaine. The girl who died? Yep. It's hers. I recognize the writing. She made me a card once and uh, the writing was just like that. Come here. <laughs> Let it out, my love. Let it all out. Don't bottle it up. You're safe. You're safe with me. I'll make sure you don't break. I promise. That was Deep Shadows by Aaron Mays and Colette Cullen, directed by Christina Cassano, starring the voice talents of Dee Dee Batiste, Justice Hall, Nevada Montgomery, Leslie Ann Riley, Jordan Arredondo, Caitlin Jackson, Luis Bermudez, Julian Cerna, Lisa Savignago, and Andrew Pond. We'd like to thank everyone who supported Deep Shadows on Kickstarter, including Iris Leck, Soul Sword, Christina Kvandal, Jace Diaz, Marcel, Fotin Liakos, Ella Watts, Joey Johnston, J. Xander Kittenoha, Richard Iyer, Donaldson Cardenas, Kat McKay, Jesse Casanova, and Tyler Gilbert. The support of people like you through this lockdown has made it possible for EFCT to bring these stories to life. If you want to support Deep Shadows, you can do so at redcircle.com slash shows slash deep dash shadows, where you can donate directly to this series. You can become part of the investigation at Patreon at patreon.com slash EFCT, where your monthly pledge gets you exclusive access to behind the scenes content and merchandise. Wary of commitment? We understand. You can buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash EFCT where you can make a one-time donation, no strings attached. Your support allows EFCT to continue to highlight the works of women, BIPOC, and LGBTQ artists. Thanks for listening. See you next week.